over the past 72 hours, I've interacted with a variety of very successful entrepreneurs from around the globe and came away from the experience uh, at one of the largest events I've been to since COVID with a few thoughts, a few ideas I just wanted to share. And it sort of comes down to the framework that we all use for decision-making in that, unfortunately, as human beings, we're all prone to mistakes and we're going to repeat these mistakes just part and parcel of being human. But what I wanted to do is just shed a light on a few of these that hopefully when you are contemplating something important of uh, massive proportions that you may recall some of this or think is the step I'm taking logical or rational or is there some other bias that is influencing this and I'm just going to cover these in just no specific order there's just sort of a construct a framework that I've used in the past and that uh, several people have sort of rekindled over the last few days as we talked about certain strategies and tactics and so the first is negativity bias. We, unfortunately, as humans, we tend to gravitate towards the negative side of the world. Many of us are drawn to the news, the constant negative news, the flood of negativity or comparisons or um, throwing under the bus, if you will, that happens not only on our TVs, but also the internet, social media, all those things. And it's very easy to dwell on the negativity just in the same light that It's easy to focus or dwell on a negative comment versus thinking back of all the positive accolades and feedback and congratulations that you may have received in the past. But that one negative comment, that one troll, that one hater is what tends to rise to the forefront of your brain when thinking or making decisions. So that's the first one. The uh, next is anchoring bias, and this is similar Uh, in terms of the prevalence and the power of it to rise to conscious thought. And that is basically the first piece of information oftentimes is what is remembered the most vividly. And that's part of the reason that uh, one of the courses I teach on studying is to break up study sessions so that there are a variety of anchored pieces of data that can be brought forth when recalling or taking a test or trying to analyze a situation that there are a variety of data points that all in essence are first in line so to speak and that tends to help bring those back into the short-term recall so that they can be processed and managed and utilized in the decision-making process. The next is familiarity. We all gravitate to what is familiar, what is comfortable. It's human nature to want and seek comfort. Some people may be outliers where they like stress or distress or however you want to word it, but the vast majority of us on this planet, we seek things that are familiar. If you go to a conference, you go uh, on an airplane and the person next to you is from the same state or the same city, it sort of creates this this bond uh, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. There's not a lot of difference there between somebody who's from the west coast where I live versus uh, Texas. I mean, they're just a person sitting on a plane going to the same destination that you are, but the familiarity of it, the comfort of it, the ease of it makes it oftentimes what people will feel, whether it's perceived or subconscious or labeled as a trusted piece of information. Along the same lines as anchoring bias is recency bias. And so if you're presented with something it's challenging or stressful or difficult, most often 
the brain is going to resort to what was the most recent piece of data that fits with that, whether it's positive or negative. It's just brought forth, and it's just the way that the brain conserves energy. The brain is a very hungry organ. It consumes a lot of oxygen, a lot of glucose. It requires a lot of blood flow to keep it functioning and humming along smoothly. So it's just a way for the brain to sort of conserve on all that is to pull out the most recent piece of data instead of firing up all the neurons and trying to dig through the cobwebs and into the cellar to find data points that oftentimes will just pull out things that are most recent. And then the final thing is self-serving type prejudices in the decision-making process. It's often easier to rationalize, justify, or argue in favor of what serves you the best, whether this is uh, fully conscious or subconscious. It's usually a combination of both, but it's often a way that the, the brain will pull out things that show your effort, your record, your purpose, your mission in a positive light and tend to shine a more negative light on the constructs and beliefs and systems and things that other people have done. So these are just five things that can go into creating a bias when trying to uh, confirm or validate something that you are trying to do or prove or getting someone else to get some buy-in. Uh, obviously, I'm at an entrepreneurial conference right now and getting buy-in from others in terms of your project, your idea, which you're hoping to release to the market is critical. But it's important to understand that sometimes or oftentimes a lot of these things that seem like they're very logical and very clear-cut in your mind may not be so cut and dry and so uh, validated or factual in the minds of those who are looking externally into what you are trying to do or promote or share. So I hope you found that helpful. As always, be safe, be well, have a fantastic week, and we'll talk to you soon.